0: On this episode of the Out of Windbags, we talk to Las Vegas Review-Journal's Adam Hill. Talks about all kinds of stuff. Derek Carr, where he's going to go with the New York media beat him up Is Las Vegas media too forgiving? What are Mark Davis's motivations? And the best Las Vegas strip clubs. Plus, Dave Ziegler talks about where Derek Carr might go. 2023 franchise tag numbers. And Sean Payton is the coach of the Denver Broncos. And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. Alright, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. The Raiders! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is. Another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. Uh, We're recording this uh, February 1st. First day of February. Which means, Soto, that January is over. And so you know what happens when January is over. Mm -hmm. Dry January has come to an end for old RJ. RJ's dick. Immediately got hard right now. Ah, It turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. All day. Beer does. I feel right. I feel normal again. This is my fourth year doing dry January. And I'm glad I do it every year. It's a nice little reset after the holidays, right? You're seeing family, eating a ton, drinking a ton. Just like reset the body a little bit. I can do 11 months without being an alcoholic. I don't need 12 months. But it does make you appreciate. Little things, and so I, I'm. I, I obviously love beer, but I'm more of a liquor wine guy. But I, I start missing beer. So, question of the day: We'll put it down in the comment section. Let us know, pinned on top. If you could only drink one beer for the rest of your life, mm. what would that beer be? So you're, you're not as big of a drinker as me, but I know you enjoy a nice frosty cold one as much as the next guy. Yeah, one beer. Is there one beer? If I could only drink one
1: beer for the rest of my life, selfishly, I would have to say a beer by the company South Norte, which is owned by my cousin actually. Okay. And his Free basic entry level beer is called C si Señor, but it's S E A C Señor,
0: like I see you Señor. You
1: know, S E like the sea, like oh. um, the ocean, ocean Señor. And uh it's just a, you know, good old fashioned you know, entry level slamming beer and it's delicious. You can
0: drink a ton of them. And uh, yeah, i probably go with that. So I'm a chameleon drinker where like, if I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I'm drinking a margarita Italian restaurant. I'm having a glass of wine Drinking with a bunch of bombs under a bridge. I'm drinking night train, right? Like I, whatever the, whatever the mood is, I'll drink to it. And, and I'm the same way with beer. Like if I'm mowing my lawn, I'll have like a PBR because it's just something cold to drink while I'm mowing. And if I step on dog poo, I don't feel bad. Like using some of the beer to like wash the, the shit off my foot, my foot. Right. Like if I'm like in a, using a beer bong, like a Bud Light's fine, you know, just like simple stuff. But if I had to just pick one beer to drink forever for multiple reasons, one Sierra Nevada is the most healthy beer you can drink because it's all natural ingredients and some of the best water. From northern california like it's up there in chico that you can buy so it's just like good healthy beer it's an ipa so it's like seven percent alcohol and um yeah it'll just like it'll just replenish you where it needs to go so sierra nevada for me i think it's the way to go uh let us know want to be a rest of your life what would it be uh so dave ziegler Got himself a busy offseason. Uh-huh. Really busy offseason. He's the only, he's the only GM in the league that absolutely has to trade his quarterback and absolutely needs to get another one. Right? He's the only one. And that and that's just quarterback. He has basically nine spots on his defense to fill, an O-line, et cetera, right? Expecting a lot of his this weekend. Uh, this offseason. Um But the number one thing to deal with, the first thing to deal with, is get as much as possible for Derek Carr. He's clearly on the chopping block, and he's got his work cut out for him because it's one thing to trade a quarterback when you're bidding against, like when keeping him is an option, because now guys have to bid to take him from you. Mm -hmm. When you know he's out there, the value plummets, right? It's like clearly the Raiders aren't going to have Carr next season. They have to get rid of him in the next two weeks. It's a buyer's market. What can what's the status right now of Derek Carr's situation? What can Ziegler get for him? Dave Ziegler is at the uh, what's the name of the game that's going on that college game? Is it the pro, pro senior, game? Bowl. This is the senior, senior bowl? It's the senior bowl, this is your, so the senior bowl right this now. This weekend. And uh, he talked to uh, Sirius XM's moving the chains, and this is what he had to say when asked about. What's the latest with Derek Carr? Yeah, you know, and I, and I think um, here this week at the Senior Bowl, obviously everybody's here. And so, uh, you know, this, this is a good time to have those conversations. But you know, there's going to be people interested in Derek Carr. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, he's, he's you know, been a good football player in this league for, for quite some time. And like I said, he's a phenomenal human being. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just see where it goes. That was 30 seconds. Of him saying almost nothing. It doesn't sound like like that was a terror. If you're trying to make like an infomercial for your quarterback to try to get as much possible in a trade, that was brutally bad. Like that's all you can say is there's some people that are gonna want him, and he's a good guy. Like that's your pitch? That's your pitch to the other 31 teams. Like, hey, who needs a quarterback? We've got this. Gr- oh my god, he had, you know, he threw for, he had a hundred QBR a couple seasons ago, all time leader in passing yards. All like, you should be out there, like, like a fucking infomercial, right? Like you're out there, like you're at, you're you're at the circus. Like, hey, co- hey, come on down. Hey, we got a quarterback. You can do all these things. And he's like, yeah, though people that are, there's people that are going to want him. And boy, you'd want your sister to date him. I don't know. What do you make of that comment? Um. It sounds to me like he's probably got some stuff cooking. Really? And it sounds to me like exactly the opposite.
1: Of course, because you don't like the regime and you think they scapegoated people. And I, I if, if I'm he, looking at it from look, that. Try, try, try not
0: to get into your feelings, Soto. He <laughs> said, this, this is all he said was, yeah, there's people that are going to want him, and he's a good guy. That sounds like there's not a lot going on, like because if if I'm Ziegler, okay, okay. going okay, if, if,
1: if a lot, yeah, let me let me hear what you with a lot going on.
0: If I had like. something going on, right, like let's say I had a team, you know, pretty close, like hey, we got kind of something going. I would say that I would try. I would say like yeah, like you know we've we've talked to you know two teams. They're they're very interested. We're you know we're always looking for somebody else. Like I'd add a sense of urgency because there is a sense of urgency, right? It's two weeks away before you got to make a move. I would I would add something. Instead, it was just kind of like nothing. Like yeah, I, I, you try to put something out there that hey, make a move or a car's going to go somewhere else. I mean,
1: right? I I don't get. It? I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand your point. Like what else? Wh- wh- how does he sound if he has something cooking?
0: I, would I say I he has something cooking and make your make your move now, guys, because time's running short. No, I that's. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, I think that's something
1: that you can say, but not saying anything doesn't necessarily mean there's nothing going
0: on. Oh no, it's not. It's not concrete, right? But yeah, but it doesn't. It
1: doesn't. I, I don't put that much weight into what not saying something like that. I don't know. I just, that's just me. Well, what does it sound like to you? It sounds like you move in silence until something happens. We didn't. We didn't know about Devontae Adams until you know maybe a day or two
0: before it happened, and then it happened. So it's not like, you know, well, that's totally different. That was, a, that was, he was only going one way, right? He no, was but, but only going to the raid. I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, is they're doing work. They're doing work, but they're just not making it known that they're
1: doing work. They're moving they in are. silence. And then that, that's why I'm not putting a lot into this.
0: I don't know. I, that's just me. Well, this is, this is the only thing we've really gotten. Like I, I haven't seen any reports on like what's, like what's going on in that building with Ziegler, Davis, McDaniel's car? Like, there's been no reports, right? There's been nothing coming out from anywhere. This has basically been it for the last week and a half. Like ever since, more or less, the last week and a half, two weeks. The only thing that's come out has been this twenty-two second statement that Ziegler had on Carr, and it was a nothing burger. And you're right, like it doesn't doesn't mean anything concrete. But if I'm going to learn anything from this, like I have, if I have any sort of like line into what's going on in that building it's this comment and the comment sounds like it's nothing like there's no pitch there's no sell there's nothing i like i would hope i would hope to hear i would hope to hear some urgency out of him Mm -hmm. because that's what's that's truly what's happening like a wait and see like a wait and see was two weeks ago this is this is a this is a let's move And this is also the time when guys are bumping into it. We talked about it on our last show, how um, during the senior bowl was when GMs and coaches and owners are are all kind of bumping elbows and talking. And when some of these deals start rolling, like the kind of what, you know, the the seed is our planet for something to actually happen. I don't know. I I hope you're right. I hope it's just a nothing burger because he just wants to give a nothing burger. Uh Mm-hmm. But I would want—I wanted to hear some urgency out of him, because that's that's what is happening—is urgency.
1: I mean, uh,
0: I understand, but I mean, maybe that's because you're a little panicked because you don't know. Maybe he does know, and he's not panicked. Even if there is, so even if there is something going on, right? Let's say they've got a team with a semi-decent deal, you know, seventy percent of the way, right? Wouldn't you want that to be known? Wouldn't you want other te- the other 30 teams to know that if you're even kind of thinking about car, you better give us a call quick because we've got someone ready to go? I don't know. I think
1: I, that the people that he's dealing with already know what they're dealing with. Um, I, I think it's just much ado
0: about nothing at this point. I I want to hear more urgency, but hopefully that means nothing. Hopefully. All right. We haven't done a guest in a while. In a, a long time. time. But now that it's the off season, now that we've, um, you know, don't, not doing, we're not like so focused on Sunday's game, not so focused on injury reports and all that kind of stuff. We can start bringing in some extra voices to this. And who better than our old buddy, Adam Hill. I would say top three best friends of the show. Sanjeet. Adam Hill, maybe Eddie Roselli, also in the top three. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because he's my boss at SiriusXM. Just old, it's seriously, because it's the truth. Adam Hill from Las Vegas Review, Review Journal joins us next. One. All right, joining us now, uh, multiple time guest of the Autumn Windbags. You can catch him at uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Sports writer, Nevada Sports Writer of the Year. Whoa. Adam Hill, Very back important. in the autumn windbags.
2: And just so your uh, viewers and listeners know that uh, I, you weren't going to do that, and I said you have to. Like you have to address me that way. If and I'm gonna I be was
0: up. not going to say no. Why I would mean, you? There's no I way. Think you get thrown you. in jail in the state of Nevada for disobeying your orders. Now,
2: based yeah, on that was means. part of that was part of the uh, announcement for sure. So I'm excited yeah. about
0: that. Do you get, like, a key to the city? I mean, in all, in all seriousness, congratulations. Like, you know, people that's like, awesome, you're, you're, you're a humble guy. And you're not going to toot your own horn, but we will beep beep. Like, that's this is a big deal, right? Congratulations. Seriously.
2: It's cool. awesome. It's cool because it's, cool it's voted, you know, by your peers and people around the state and uh, the broadcasters and writers of the state. So it's cool to be recognized. But, yeah, I'm not going to run around and do bad. There are people that. Trust me, have like gotten carried away with this. <laughs> like, didn't yeah. won it in the past and gotten obnoxious. That's <laughs> so not going to be me. I think there's like a plaque and a certificate or something. Um, I'm not going to the ceremony. I'm, I'm just gonna no accept it in the mail. Do you, mail?
0: you, do oh, you want no. okay? No. Can Soto accept your award on your behalf? Oh, I'll fucking sure. do it.
2: Sure, if you want. It's in a, It's in North Carolina, though. So he'll go. So all the all the state award winners have to go to North Carolina. So it be uh, it'll be a good time.
0: <laughs> that is an underrated airport. The North Carolina Airport.
2: Okay. I'll, take, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> Sign yeah. me up. Hey, when uh, when your salary negotiations come up, whenever that may be.
2: Yeah, true. Right in, in your there
0: cap. There you go.
2: Yeah, I don't know if
0: you saw the award. Yeah, it's a big deal, right? Uh, all right. So off season, shit season. I would say most disappointing season in the last twenty years. No, up there Se- seventeen. No?
2: So there's. There's a lot of choices there. I don't know if you want to set from some of those other spots.
0: Well, there's been – in the last 20 years, I've been in the playoffs twice, right? So I feel like the years after that, I've got to be top two, Right.
2: Yeah, uh, look, I, I think it, it's disappointing for a couple of reasons. Um, first, it's, to me, if I were a fan, I'm not a fan, obviously I cover the team, I, I've, I kind of follow it in a different perspective, but to me, if Otherwise, I were a, in a Nevada fan... Otherwise,
0: an state sports writer of the year exactly. would not unbiased, be That's true. Yeah.
2: Gotta be unbiased and and, uh, and yeah, play it down the middle, but to me, if I was a fan, I'd be disappointed because they, they bought into, and I think we've talked about this before, but they bought into Fool's Gold to me, and You know, It's easy to say in retrospect, but this is what I was saying last offseason. I didn't understand why you would take that team last year, which I thought was kind of trash, that made the playoffs on smoke and mirrors by beating a bunch of backup quarterbacks and getting some really fluky plays late in games and making the playoffs, and you're like, yes, this is a team that is ready to make one or two moves and be a Super Bowl contender. Like That's not what that team was. I never thought that's what it was. Now, then you go in the offseason, and you're like, all right, we're getting Devontae Adams, we're getting Chandler Jones, which – in retrospect, yikes! But you know, we're making these additions. You're making moves last offseason that would indicate you think you're ready to win a Super Bowl, and I never thought that was the case. And so, I'd be disappointed that the build, whatever build is coming, whatever you're trying to build for long term sustainability, which is which is what they talk about, is a year behind. Like that's what I would be disappointed about. Not the results of the season because the, the results were about what they were. If you look at the season win total, right right there, like they finished right where they were supposed to. Uh, they finished in the division where they were supposed to, like all those things. Um, if you look at the, you know, the odds and the prognostications and the some of the metrics that were out there, like that's what they were supposed to do, and they did exactly that. But now you're a year behind of trying to build something sustainable for the future. Now you moved on from your quarterback. You got to figure that out. That should have been done last offseason. I, I didn't think they should run it back with Derek Carr, but they did. Um, all of those things are there. Now you're a year behind.
1: Yeah, it's refreshing to hear somebody with such great knowledge and insight pretty much mirror exactly what I've said.
2: Well, yeah, you have great knowledge and insight, clearly, because you're you're on there. But yeah, look, I I just I think that they bought into that magical hey, we made the playoffs, right? Like it's like this magical thing of you made the playoffs, you're ready to go to the next step. Like that's not always the case, um, and it's just you know I I just think uh, people get too caught up in that. And and look, if you look around at the AFC. Look, it's it's not going to be easy either. Like there's years and years of, of, you know, difficult roads ahead. Like, what are you trying to build for? Um, You have to beat all these top teams. Now, some of them are going to run into some issues. I think, you know, once you start paying quarterbacks, it changes the dynamic. Um, So, you know, I, I would have liked to see the Raiders do everything they can to build every other position and then try to drop in a, you know, rookie quarterback because that's the way to build a team right now. But Look, that's not doesn't seem to be where they're going, and they're also in a tough spot now because what do you do if you're if you're Josh McDowell's and Dave Ziegler if you're guaranteed five years, four years, yeah, you can do that and get a rookie quarterback and try to build up and be good in three years, but Are, do I don't you know that they have that guaranteed. Time.
0: This this unit's guaranteed four years. That's Why what I'm that? saying. They don't.
2: They're not. Okay. They're they're absolutely not. So they can't do it the right way. So I know that's frustrating for people to hear, but like what they should do is probably not what they are going to do because who knows if they're going to be around. And I think a lot of fans would say, I don't want them around if they don't win this year. Well, the right way to, you should not be putting a band-aid on this team, Like you should be building for the future and they're not going to have time to do that. So now they're going to be even more, you know, further behind because they're probably going to try to do everything they can to win as many games as they can this year, which is not what they should be doing. And now they're going to be another year behind next year. So I, I know it's very frustrating um, in that regard, but that's just, where, that's just where they're at. Dude,
1: this is exact, ex- the exact verbiage that I've been saying. is they Every year, they just slap a bunch of Band-Aids on stuff, and they follow a quarterback that isn't going to get them where they want to go, and they keep slapping, okay, well, let's give them a good offensive line, and let's give them good weapons, and let's just kind of give them a bunch of different things. It doesn't work out, but let's keep slapping Band-Aids on here. And it's like you don't do what you're supposed to do, what the good teams do. Like, look, Green Bay, having a Hall of Fame quarterback for, like, 35 years straight doesn't Doesn't happen. happen. It doesn't happen, okay? you got to be shitty for a little bit and then build the right way and come back up. And we haven't done that. And all these people that are crucifying me because they want to get rid of McTrash or whatever else they call him. I'm like, dude, you gave our old quarterback nine seasons and you won't give our, our head coach one? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, time, time time out, time out. Like, what one? Go, I'm, with, car, I'm with you that Josh guy. McDaniels, you don't get rid of him after one season. I, we, we, we've been, we've both been in complete. You agreement. Give him at least
1: three seasons, man.
0: Three now? Yes. You've been on the record to say if next season starts like this season, he's gone. You've said that on this show. Are you changing that? N- no,
1: I didn't say I wanted him yes. gone. That's what you wanted you to said, hear. No, no, I you said, said he's gone. No, 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 no. See, look, here's this did. is what I said. I said that yes, he doesn't last another season if he if he wins six, seven games. And that's because Mark Davis will fire him. I'm not saying I wouldn't stick with him. Well, con- con-
0: continuity is important, but on the flip side, Josh McDaniels has yet to prove he's a competent head coach. Right? We can all agree he's never proven that. Didn't in Denver, so far hasn't here. Right? So it's not like you're like, hey, he's proven it. Let's give him, let him work his system. He's still on the, you have to prove you're worth being a head coach in this league. And you yeah. don't get four or five years to do that. You get two. And you went from oh. and, and yeah, I, I'm with you, like all the close games last season we won, all the close games this season we lost. That's we regressed back to the mean. So that's part of it, right? But you don't go from a 10 win team to a six win team and be like, all right, trust the process. Like you don't get that. Well, if if you're if you're like
1: a slave to 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 numbers and you don't take a look at the deeper numbers behind it, just like Adam said, you won a lot of games you should have won. You know, like, again, people are giving Carr credit for the four-game winning streak last year. That's, like, probably one of the worst four-game stretches of his career. He had, like, multiple turnovers every single game. And uh, this fluke plays, the leg of Carlson, that's how they were winning these games. And it's like, you have to take a look at what was actually going on. What was actually going on this year is you had four games where you scored six points total in the second half. You had a game where you had uh, Chargers' first game where you threw three interceptions, two in the fourth quarter, another game where the quarterback couldn't
0: get you past the 50-yard line the whole entire game. And now it, that Carr's gone, Josh McDaniel should flourish.
1: No, you should see a little right? bit more of a steadiness. It
2: depends
0: who's there. Yeah. And that's the biggest question right this offseason, right, Adam, is who's QB1 next season?
2: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's obviously a massive question, and, and I will, option one is gone now, so that's not, that's not going to happen, so uh, whatever people want to think or believe or whatever it was, Tom Brady was option one, like, that was the plan, that was what they were going to do, when, but I also think...
0: When you say they, Adam, we know Mark Davis wanted it, do you think McDaniels, Ziegler, everyone yes. was, like, on board with that?
2: Yes, it was option one, yeah, for the team, it was option one, there's no question, um, that was, that was going to happen. I think it's been discussed behind the scenes. I think it's been talked about. I think the plan was if Tom wants to play another season, it will be here. That was always the plan. Now I think that they were prepared for this. Mm. Like, I, I don't think that they just put all their eggs in that basket and said, that's what's going to happen because they knew, I think that they believed it was close to 50, 50. If he plays it's here. If he doesn't, obviously they're to go in a different direction, but I think that they've been preparing, you know, plan B, plan C, plan D. As well, but Tom Brady was the plan And uh, I just, I want to say this, I don't know uh, uh, How much of Seinfeld People you guys are, but there's a, uh, there's a There's an episode that I love So much, and I think it has to do with uh, What happened today with some of the reaction Where uh, Kramer Said that he was going to build levels in, a, in his apartment, he was going to Have all these levels that built higher and higher And then all of a sudden he said, ah, I decided not to Do that, and Jerry's like, yeah, that was the bet I said you weren't going to do it, and he's like, no, I could still do it I just don't want to and, and it's just like this whole thing I'm like, yeah, that was my bet that you wouldn't want to do it. So like today when Tom Brady announces you're retiring and people are like, I knew, I knew he wasn't coming here. You guys were all idiots and liars. Like, okay. The, the point was if he plays, he's coming here. If he doesn't, he's obviously not, but this was the plan. Now I do think it changed the last couple of days. I think San Francisco was open. Uh, I think that all of a sudden it was like, Oh, maybe with Brock Purdy potentially missing next year. Uh, who knows? Maybe Brady could go there. But I, I think that they are, was pretty much a, you know, a plan that if Brady was going to come back, he was going to come here. But it was never certain he was going to come here. So now you have to move down and, and look at option, you know, B, C, D potentially. And I think, I, I think because, and again, this goes back to the way that they're going to build this roster and this franchise. In if they had their choice, and I, by they I mean Ziggler and McDaniel's, they would get they would draft a rookie quarterback, develop him. And that would be their option. They'd start a rookie next year. I think that's what they want to do. But I don't think they have that time. And I don't think they believe they have that time. So they can't build the roster they, the way they want to. They can't build the team the way they want to because of that external pressure of, yeah, you can say that we're building for three, four, five years from now. But if you're not going to be here, then what's the point? Like you have to win games in order to put that plan in place. So I think the plan will be to find a veteran, uh, to bring somebody in to be the starter for a bridge quarterback. I think they will draft somebody. Um, I do think, sorry, I got to plug in here guys. Sorry about that. Um, I do think that the, the quarterback they wanted to draft is probably not going to be, not going to be their I think that they had a, they had a quarterback in mind that was probably going to be a third or fourth round pick. And now potentially looks like he might be a first round pick. And so now I don't think that that's going to be necessarily on the table because I don't think they want to draft somebody in the first round that they thought they can get in the third or fourth. Uh, so Now, who knows what direction they go? I don't think they use a first round pick on a quarterback, but they might. Um, And I do believe Garoppolo and Rodgers are probably the top two candidates right now to be the quarterback next year. Uh, But it's, you know, all these things are are factors. Like you can't just say, well, you know, they want to build with a a veteran. Well, they, they want to win games so they can keep their jobs. Like that's the bottom line. And so they might not be able to go the direction they want to.
0: Would, would so you be betraying that the your source if you said the name of this third or fourth round quarterback?
2: I think it's very obvious who it would be, right? I mean, so, somebody that a month and a half ago was projected to go in the third round and now is projected to potentially go in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was only three quarterbacks before that were projected to go in the top 10, and now there's potentially four. Okay,
1: Does Anita Stanton Ryan Ryan Mancini Smithersen? Possible. You've been banging that drum a while. I like the kid, man. Look, yeah. if 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 you can convince Mark Davis, like, look, man, we want we can win right now if we got Tom Brady. That's not going to happen. We can get one of these young kids. We can develop them. You just got to give us a little bit of extra time to do this. This is our plan. They they freaking hit him with the plan. You don't think Mark Davis will go
2: for it? I don't know. I mean, he. How much do you trust that too? Right. I mean, if you go to him and say, "This is our. This is what we want to do." We believe in two or three years, this guy is going to be whatever the next Josh Allen slash Joe, Burt, whatever, and, but it's going to take a while. He's not ready to be that right now, but we want to draft him. We want to play him and we're probably going to be terrible next year, but we need to be around and we need to put this plan in place. And he says, yeah, go ahead. And then they're Owen six to start next year. I mean, does he, does he hold up his end of the bargain and say, I'm not suggesting that Mark Davis is not, you know, is not a man of his word or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's one thing to say I'm, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be an owner and to have fans screaming and yelling and furious and angry and not react to that, right? So I, I think unless there was some, you know, maybe extension or something done um, with, with their contracts or whatever they would have to be to guarantee that everybody's on board with this plan of being bad, in order to develop a quarterback, that's what they'd have to do. And I don't I don't know that fans have that appetite right now. I, I don't think they do. And, you know, for me, if I was a fan, I would be totally on board with that because I would I would want the future success. But a lot of people aren't. Look, people get mad at teams for tanking. Mm. I mean, there are fans that, you know, if your team, look at the, the Jets should have had Trevor Lawrence. And I remember when they won that game late in the year and some of their fans were celebrating. And I remember sitting at the, at the sports book at the, at the Westgate, the Superbook here in Vegas, screaming at them that they're morons. I was like, you are, you want this temporary success of winning a stupid, meaningless game over potentially having a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence for the next 15 years? That's what you, that's what you're happy about right now. And they're like, well, it's today compared to the future. Like this is instant gratification is what people are all about. And I'm not saying people are wrong about that, but. There's not a lot of people I that have am. an appetite for that. Yeah, there's not that many people that have that appetite for it.
1: Look, we've been we've been losing anyway. So yeah. what's the fucking difference? You know. So is, isn't there a middle ground? Isn't there a middle, like? Okay, I'm not saying yes or no, but let's say if we get somebody like a Jimmy G. Okay, Steady Eddie, you can't you can't tell me that he's that much better, that much worse
0: than Derek Carr. Okay skill Dur- Durability, yes.
1: Wait. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about matter. his skill set. His skill set. We're talking skill-set
0: about it. W- skill set I
1: won't <laughs> fight you. Okay. Durability okay, okay. Is, is real, though. But also, he knows the system a little bit better. He's used to being coached by McDaniels. You're not going to get that, oh, what was me, freaking Eeyore bullshit, right? Okay. So, you can roll with Jimmy G, who's going to toss you not as much as Derek Carr cost you. You can sign him for a couple of years, guaranteed, and then a couple of funny years at the end that you can mm-hmm. get out of. You can still draft that young quarterback and have a Jimmy G so you can still be competitive and have your quarterback for the future coming up. Is that something that you think they can go for?
2: I mean, that'd probably be my plan. That's what I would do, Um, especially if Garoppolo is as affordable as he might be. Now, if there's a bidding war on Garoppolo and some of these teams are desperate for a quarterback and now all of a sudden you have to pay him 28, 29, I don't know that I'd be interested in that. But if it was 15 to 20, like yeah, that'd be my plan. I would Garoppolo would be my number one option right now. Uh, draft a quarterback to develop and play it out that way. Actually, my real number one option, if I was in charge of the team, would be that Chase Garbers is starting next year, and we're losing every game and getting Caleb Williams. Like that's my plan. Ugh, but, that'd be sweet. But, I mean, that would be the, that would be absolutely the plan to put in place. But I don't like again. I don't know that the appetite is there for that. So I think if you're going to try to at least be respectable, have a chance. You know, with this roster and Jimmy Garoppolo, like, is there a chance they can sneak in? Yeah, they could probably sneak into the playoffs if that's what people want. So yeah, get Garoppolo, develop a quarterback, be okay, and then you hope that your quarterback hits and that you're able to compete with some of these top teams in a couple of years. And and having a rookie, a quarterback on a rookie deal, we've seen, is the way to get to you know Super Bowl.
0: Does yeah, Jared was, uh, Stidham fit anyway in this in this plan at all?
2: I mean, I, I wouldn't hate it. Um I you know from what I understand I, I think he has a really good relationship with the coaching staff um I you know have talked to some people that said uh he's very interested in coming back uh but there are there could also be other teams out there that you know really want him. They saw what he did the last couple of games and maybe they believe in him and want to take a chance on him, so we'll see what happens to him in free agency but um I wouldn't necessarily oppose that either. I think I'd put him number two option for me behind garoppolo i don't I don't think Rodgers would be my would be my choice um I would love it. I would love it from a media perspective. I would love to, be, you know, to have him around, to have press conferences around him, to kind of talk to him. I'd like to see the the Rogers Devonte Adams dynamic again. Like all those things would be great. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't know that he'd be up there. I think my my choices right now, if I was running the team, would be Garoppolo one uh, again with a rookie draft uh, pick that you make, uh, and then Stidham probably two, and I guess Roger is kind of a distant third behind there. And then you'll know, we'll see who comes available.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not keen on giving uh, trading draft picks to get Aaron Rodgers in that thick ass contract. That's that's going the wrong direction,
2: I think. Yeah, I he think, did express he expressed some openness to renegotiating the deal and um figuring that out. But and you know the 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 cap hit isn't ridiculous. The the problem would be if you kind of push some of that money back, which they would obviously do, and it's already kind of into his contract. We can push some of the money back. Then you if you have them for a year or even two, you've got all this dead cap money after that. So you're kind of hamstring yourself for the future um to take a chance to try to win next year, which with him around, could they could they win a Super Bowl? I don't know, but could they would they make the playoffs? I, I would think that there's probably a good chance that they would. Yeah. So, you know, what are you trying to do? I think that's the question. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to win a Super Bowl or are you trying to be competitive and make the playoffs every year? Like there's 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 two directions you could go. And you know, not that you're going to guarantee success with either direction, but you have to decide what your plan is.
1: If you had to put money on it, what do you think they would do moving? Forward? I mean, I don't know what you want, but what do you think yeah. they will do?
2: I think, I think Garoppolo is their next, is their next step. I think that's their fallback option from Brady for now. Again, we don't know what's going to happen in this market. And, and keep in mind, not only is Brady gone from, from the Raiders plans, but that's one less quarterback available, you know, where we're talking about like kind of this this uh, carousel of quarterbacks and who lands where. Like this is probably a good thing for Derek Carr because it's one less quarterback that's out there and probably money for him. Um, it's probably more money for Garoppolo. So, you know, that kind of takes away if you're if you're looking to save money by signing Garoppolo. Well, now there's going to be other teams that are like, well, maybe that's our option, too. So one less quarterback available at the top um, makes all those guys more expensive and, and makes it tougher to find a cheap option.
0: Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Tucker was the first chip to fall, right? I feel like everyone was kind of yeah. waiting to see what he does, and then yeah. everyone makes their decisions moving on. And you touched on it. Um, what have you heard as far as where Derek Carr could go? Are there negotiations pending? Is there something close? Is no one biting at all? Like where what's going on that you've heard on in those walls about Derek Carr? And we want know? names.
1: We want names, okay?
0: Yeah. We uh know how many first round picks? I yeah. want to know exactly. <laughs> Give me everything. <laughs>
2: Zero. Um, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, we we knew from the beginning it was going to be complicated because of the contract, because of the dates on that contract. Right. It's coming up in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, right. what, three days after the Super Bowl. There's got to be a decision made from the Raiders perspective. And it's it's gotten even more complicated than it was before, because before we thought, OK, the Raiders have to make a decision if they're going to trade or cut him by three days after the Super Bowl. And if they don't have any, any offers on the table, if they don't have anything firm in place, and Derek Ar't agreed to it because he has no trade up through that point, then they're just going to have to cut him. Like, they just have to release him and let him go because they can't take a chance of letting that contract get guaranteed and then making a deal with nothing in place. So they'd have to cut him. And we thought that was going to be the biggest ho- sticking point. That was going to be the biggest holdup for a potential deal. But it really turns out that the team doesn't want him to go out and negotiate a contract with anybody that would be contingent on them trading him to them because then the other team that he negotiated to deal with would tell him, Hey, just say no to a trade and we'll just sign you as a free agent after they cut you. Mm -hmm. And so the team doesn't want him to negotiate and he doesn't want the team to trade him somewhere else. So it's, it's gotten to be even more of a sticking point than we even thought it would be. So, I mean, my sense is that they're probably going to end up having to just release him. I don't think that's there's going to be, anything that's, yeah, I don't think that's yeah. going to, there's going to be anything to be able to be made. Now it's possible somebody comes in and gives them a big offer and it's a team that Carr wants to go to and a, a team that will want to renegotiate with them. Those things are all possible. So, you know, I think that, um, well, I just uh, saw some Golden Knights news flash across. That's interesting. Uh, this is a Kings yeah.
0: podcast, Adam, keep uh, the, the night stuff to yourself.
2: Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, well, it's probably it's probably good news for the Kings, I would imagine, that uh, if Mark Stone did have surgery, just now that
0: uh, oh, uh, probably
2: probably is pretty tough <laughs> for you. Um So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that because of all the the weird contract situation, um, I, I think it's going to be tough to make the deal. Now, that doesn't mean they're not going to be able to. I think there are teams talking to them and interested, but you know, on a couple of levels, like why would why would he just accept a trade anywhere if he thinks that there's a deal better for him out there somewhere else yeah and why would the team trade him somewhere um if they're not going to ha- they're going to have that month where they're kind of worried about whether it's actually going to go through or not so it's it's on both sides i think it's kind of gotten to a weird point where i do think they're going to end up having to cut him i, I think that's going to be uh what the end result of this is and then who's interested in it? i i think the wild card to me that i think some people have talked about but not enough uh, would be the Saints, which I think would be a very interesting uh, spot for him to go. Uh, Tampa Bay now, I think, is probably a potential option uh, or Carolina. So I think pretty much anywhere in the NFC South uh, would be an option for him. And then, you know, Jets, Colts. Um, I know that, you know, Pat McAfee making a big push for Aaron Rodgers and the Colts, and um, he's trying to kind of facilitate that deal, it sounds like. But I think Colts and Jets are, are out there. Um, if I were Derek and his people, I'd cross the Jets off the list because I I think they're ready. I I love their defense. I love their coaching, coaching staff. I think it's a perfect situation except for, and this is cliche, and I know everybody talks about it, but climate, not good for him (laughs) to be in wind and cold. And the bigger thing that I don't think enough people have talked about, I don't think Derek Carr is ready for New York media. I just don't think it will happen. I could
0: not disagree more. Could not disagree more. Because Derek Carr can do no wrong in your eyes. No, see, that's why Carr's poisoned Soto's mind. He turns everything in the car, bro. You you show me, show me, give me one example. I mean, give me one example of a player who's gone to New York and fell apart because of the New York media.
2: Um. Well, I mean, there's there's examples of baseball for sure. I mean, we've we've seen them over the years. Um, Football is different. Example you can think of. But well, who who is like Derek Carr? A lot of people. That's a, I don't know. I don't know. Sure, a lot of the
0: televangelists that make you think there's something else than they are. Well, I, I know and you're acting like, like like I, you're nope. thinking like no one's talking about it. Everyone talks about that. So like, all the time, people say, "Oh, you're going to New York. You're going to fall apart." The New York media is so tough. It's like sure it is, but has that affected guys on the football field? Well, the media has been I, so tough. I, just, I think. Been They haven't performed the football field. Like that never happens. I'm not saying it's impossible. Heaven forbid someone from the
1: media actually knows and feels something about how media can treat players.
2: I just look uh, being around Derek. I just uh, I think off. It's it's a it's a weird spot off off camera, off microphone. Like you talk to Derek in the locker room. Cool, Cool. Like you like him good dude cool guy like gets along with people like he's a good dude and there's something about him when he gets on a microphone that is just weird it's strange it's not it's not genuine it's all those things and i i think that he's i won't say he's been given a pass i'm one of the people that talks to him every day or every wednesday when he does media every sunday after the game like and and then in the locker room like i'm around him all the time and you just see those little areas where he's about to kind of crumble and he's i'm not gonna let off the hook's not the right word but like nobody everybody kind of understands like okay you just move on to the next question we're good like that's not that wouldn't happen in new york like and i'm not i'm not criticizing myself or other people around me like we're not there to try to make him crumble like that's not what we we see our job as and i think people in new york will like I, i just think they'll 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 see that vulnerability and they'll attack like that's what they do we're not out there for that we're just out there to tell his story and all those things, like we don't think we're part of the story and I think media there does. And that, whether that's, I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. Like I think that there's fans and and viewers that enjoy that. But it just hasn't been that way here or in the Bay Area. And I think it would be in New York.
0: Is the media in Vegas too forgiving? Because our other third host that kind of comes on, Rory, like just rips Vegas media all the time. If they don't come down on these guys hard enough, they're just like, let them get away with these answers. Is Vegas like one of the most like gentle media (laughs) markets?
2: Well, I think that there's there's a couple of things. First of all, it depends who who you're talking about in the media, <laughs> and there are people that dominate some of the press conferences that you're like, what are you doing? Um, and, and I think for that reason, and but there is there's order, which I think is very. It's this is really inside baseball, I think. But like in the press conferences, especially with Derek, obviously the you know in the locker room we're having one-on-one conversations that are very different, but um, with Derek on the podium and with Devonte on the podium. It's one at a time, right? It's your question, then your question, then your question. And the they're very the Raiders are very kind of particular about that. Like, no, you're not you're not following up. You're not jumping, you're no, this is now it's your turn, now it's your turn, now it's your turn, now it's your turn. And and it if it wasn't that way, if you could have multiple, you know, questions or follow ups, I think it would be different. Um, but it's like, okay, I have my que- I go in there and I have a question that I have to ask for my story. And I know what I have to ask for my story. And the guy before me asked a question where it completely lends to like, wait a minute, what? And you're like, you have to make the decision. Do I go after him and follow up? Like, wait a minute. No. and Call him out on something. Or do I like, do I miss my opportunity to, to have cause I have to write my story for the week and I'm writing about this. Like, what do you do? And again, I don't think I don't look at it as our job to make them crumble. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's our job. Like our job is to tell the stories that we're, you know, that we're working on or that we're going to tell or that we think are important that week. And there are there are people that don't think that's the job. The job is if I was there, I would make this person cry. Like okay, like what is the point of that? Like I don't, I don't understand that. Um, it's it, for the readers and the listeners and the viewers to judge if somebody's being honest. And and you know I, I, I think that and a lot of times like there are ways to to better get to the core of that if somebody says an answer that you're like yeah you're not being honest here uh to really attack that but is that our job all the time no i don't think so and i think part of it is the format for sure and you see other places where it's just people screaming questions which i think lends to a more uh adversarial relationship and probably a lot more you know maybe entertainment for people but is our job to provide entertainment or is it to provide stories i don't know i think that's a, a fair question a fair criticism that i've thought a lot about
1: yeah, I think the, the first time that Carr gives one of those, like, you know, uh, yeah, uh, we got to get better, and uh, I'm going to work hard. It's going to start with me, um, and, uh, you know, uh, we're going to work hard and keep going every single day in practice, and we'll get together. Once he gives one of those answers, freaking New York music is going up, 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 and just keep on. It, it, I just don't see it, man. I don't see it happening. No, I, we on, have
2: seen And we have seen Derek R. get sensitive about, look, Derek's a sensitive guy. Like, I I don't think that's a criticism of somebody. I think there are people that handle things differently. I think he is fairly sensitive about a lot of the criticism and all of those things, which is different than a lot of other people are. And, you know, to your point, like, you know, there was one time where, you know, I I think it was my first or second year covering the team where Derek started his press conference and he just said, he's like, you know what, this is about the team we lost. Um, I was part of that. And he looked takes responsibility and then he goes i couldn't even tell you my numbers he's like i only had six incompletions today do you think i know that or care about that and i was like wait what what is it what did you just (laughs) say so like it would have been an easy opportunity to be like bro you just don't care about numbers you're lying what are you talking about but i think for the most part a viewer would understand that right somebody watching the press conference would understand what he just said was not genuine and not you know not he contradicted himself but do we is it our job to then scream back at him like you're lying you just like, no, I think it's a, a listener, a viewer's job to, to say that or us to write about what, what, was, what was said. And I don't think that would be the case in New York. I think they would just start screaming at him and yelling back and back. I just think it would be different. I don't know that I don't know that, that relationship works as well uh, as it would in a different place.
0: Do you think, because like Mark Davis is finally making real money as an owner. And we're seeing these reports where he's like, so mad that the stadium is like 75% Chiefs fans or Niners fans. Do you think he gives that big of a shit? Or if the money's rolling in, he's fine. Like, where do you think Mark Davis is right now? DEFCON 2, because coming off of a six-win season when he thought it was going to be better? Or do you think he's like, he's Scrooge McDuck, right? Sifting through his bank fault? Like, where do you think he stands right now?
2: Um, I think it would be different if, and this is—it's crazy to say it—if he hadn't won the title with the Aces, I think it might be different. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> that WNBA title changing it for him. He's so into that team, and he should look, dude. That could awesome. win, bro. He should be into. It. And by the way, of they, their off season has been insanely good too. Uh-huh. Um, and I think he's so into it. It's 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 kind of refreshing awesome. to see how excited he is about those games. Uh, so I think it'll be a little bit different. Like, look, I think. I think he wants both. I think he wants, you know, wants his cake and eat it too, to use the cliche, but um, he wants to, uh, you know, geez, sorry. too many, too many messages coming in my fault. I'm doing this on my phone. So it's probably a mistake. Um,
0: well, he, that's uh, right. Of the year is pretty popular. Uh, guy. We
2: get it. True, It's true. Yeah. Um, so I think he, what he wants is to have all that money coming in, have all the success b- at the business level, and have it all be Raiders fans, <laughs> like that's what he wants. But it it, it wasn't going to happen in Las Vegas, like that. Having a team in Las Vegas was always going to be about people coming in from everywhere to watch their team, and with good reason. Like that's what Las Vegas wanted. I mean, obviously, we wanted NFL, we wanted to have a team, we wanted a Super Bowl eventually, we wanted all those things. But Las Vegas wanted tourists. Las Vegas wanted people to come in. That's why Las Vegas invested the money that they did in a football stadium. So it was it was. It was always going to be that relationship, that balance of, yeah, the Raiders are here, the town embraced them, the town loves them, and they're going to make a ton of money. But it's also going to be stadiums that are 50-50. And that's how it – by the way, the Knights have been a very successful franchise. It's kind of the same. Like, it's not 50-50, but when Canada's here, when Canada, Canadian teams are here, Yeah, it's a pretty strong contingent of Canadian teams. When the Blackhawks are here or the Red Wings or the Islanders or the Rangers – it's a pretty strong contingent of road fans are at that stadium and it's always going to be the same. And so it's going to be the same at Allegiant. Um, I do think if they're, you know, a dynasty type team, a franchise at some point, it'll be different because you'll have a lot of those big money people that are, you know, that are just going to buy off the tickets and not sell off the tickets and have locals be there. And um, it'll be the place to be seen and all that. But for right now, like, I think we as a city love the fact that people are coming in to watch these games and the Raiders have to love the fact that they're making a lot of money and have, you know, all this extra income that they can spend on other things. But um, you can't have it both ways, I don't think. If you want all local fans, all fans of the Raiders, it's not you're not going to be making that same kind of money.
1: Mm-hmm. Adam, you should Best. come on more often because you and I, I mean, we're right here. We're right here every single time. <laughs>
2: mm. It would it would look it would be fun to cover a team that was you know ninety five percent uh you know fans of you know it was all all you know this rowdy rocking stadium but I think the atmosphere is really good for the games. I I I don't think it's been you know impacted that much. I think it's fun to watch it. I think it's cool. It's it's you know and it's not 50-50. I think there's some games where it's you know 60-40 even 70-30 for the Raiders but there are going to be those big games where people come in. But yeah I, I I just think um it's it's the cost of doing business and it's why they got so much money to build this stadium and why they're hosting two back-to-back Pro Bowls, it, the it Super Bowl. It has to be earned,
0: right? Yeah. You, can't, you can't be mad that you win six games in the last two games of the season you're limited from the playoffs and you've benched your quarterback that guys with PSLs <laughs> are like, I'm going to sell my tickets because I can get 700 bucks. Like, you, you can't be mad at, at fans for like, I'm, I'm going to sell my ticket to a Niners fan. Like, why am I, why am I going to a meaningless game? Like, you got to earn it. You got to earn full stadiums of Raider fans
2: one of my uh, one of my very close friends is not only a season ticket holder but also an obsessed raiders fan obsessed like mo- like it- walk into the house it's just raiders stuff everywhere and he he didn't go to the niners game because he he sold his ticket for that game and pretty much made almost his entire season back and he was like i can't say no like i can't say no to that yeah. first of all we're not you know in his mind we're not making the playoffs it doesn't really mean that much like, why wouldn't I sell this ticket? Yep. And then I thought, yeah, of course. You're absolutely right. And and I don't think you can even be mad at a fan for that. No, yeah. you can, you're paying for all. next year's tickets. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, with those two games, you're paying for next year's tickets. Of course. Yeah, yeah he, he went and tailgated, sat in the parking lot, watched the game, tailgated, watched the game in the parking
0: lot, and and had a great time. How is tailgating at Allegiant? Because I remember they were like, I, I feel like they've been trying to, to squash it because they want you in the casinos, obviously, right? So it's like... Uh,
2: Yes and no but I think they they kind of understand that balance like the the the, the reason there's not a whole lot of tailgating is cuz there's just not space like yeah. going back to when they were building the stadium they had a couple of choices of where to put the stadium and they put it where they did because it was such a cool view of the strip you could walk from the strip it was it was ingrained in kind of the landscape in the skyline of Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but they also understood that they were gonna have to sacrifice some things like parking one yeah. and the stadium. Actually, if you, if you go in there, it's like the, the actual field, the seats, everything is beautiful, but like the, the concourses are somewhat not great. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not as wide as probably it should be because they had to build it in such a constricted area. And so I think they sacrificed some of what they could have done from a stadium perspective and a lot of what they could have done from a parking perspective to build where they did. But I think they've done a good job with what they have. Um, There's a really small tailgating lot right across the stadium where there's some really hardcore fans and some good, some good area. And then across from that closer to actually between the stadium and where the field sits when the, when the games aren't going on. And then from there to those, uh, we were talking about some hotels. I think before we went on the air, uh, there, there's like a group of Marriott properties right over there. Yep. Um, So between that area, there's a pretty big lot, and that is just jam packed with tailgating area. I mean, that is that's a really really good area uh, to walk around and the the great food and people you know just just out there drinking, watching games, having a good time before the game. Like that's a really good area. So I think the the quality is very good. The quantity isn't great. Like there's not a huge area to do it. But the area that they have, they've kind of figured out a good way to to make it a great atmosphere. And then uh, there is, I don't know how many people know this. If you haven't been in the stadium recently, you wouldn't. But there is an In-N-Out Burger opening right next to the stadium. Oh, good. And so I think uh, that is going to be nuts. <laughs> when would that open? I drove by today uh, to get the uh, Pro Bowl credential. And uh, it looks, it's getting closer. So I think that's going to be a, a welcome addition for a lot of people. There's really nowhere to go. There's not. Yeah. There's a gas station and a strip club.
0: That's it. Yeah. Working on the UFC, they put us in one of those three Marriott hotels and it's like, yeah, you're walking that gas station or you're getting wings. Of the titty bar. Those are yeah. your options. That's where well, Uber
2: A couple blocks away, there's a really, really good barbecue spot, but nobody even knows where it is. It's kind of buried in, in those. Uh, it's like a
0: skinny fats, like way deep in the commercial area, the other fat, way. That's, the that's other a way. 15 minute hike. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's so, that's the hike. other
2: way from the stadium. But I mean, like two blocks over, like to the west, there's a really good barbecue spot. But yeah, skinny fats is amazing. But it's, again, you, you walk. Opposite from the stadium, and then walk all the way back to the stadium. Like, that's not really a place to go. I can't imagine what that in and out is going to be like on game day.
0: R- regular in fun. and outs that have been around for 30 years, not near anything, st- have lines out the door already. Like, I, I live yeah. in Long Beach, California. There's three in and outs within 10 minutes from me, all lines Always out Always packed. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine you're, on a game you're day, you are not getting like a burger to- on game day at in and out. I'm telling yeah. you right now, not happening.
2: It's and right the, the workers are going to
0: pass out. <laughs> it's gonna be nuts in there. They gotta do pop ups or something. Like it's just money, like it's just money ready to be made. Like you gotta put those trucks out there somewhere. Like it's just you could print money with those things.
2: Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. But they're they're so uh so worried about quality of food all the time at In and Out that they won't expand
0: yeah. quick enough. That's why they're special. Quality of food. Uh before we let you go, best strip club and worst strip club in Vegas.
2: Oh boy. Like I was see oh, okay so do worst i don't know if i want to do it i'll tell you i'll tell you the best one there's really not a close second it's called the palomino oh yeah it's a little yeah. bit north of town mm-hmm. um it to me is by far the best strip club in Vegas. Soto,
0: have you heard of the palomino before i have i have never okay. gone though never gone okay adam we'll, we'll, we'll go adam we'll go please explain
2: Get me up. I'll uh, I'll take you there. Well, I don't want to get into the, the details of why it's the best. <laughs> we'll do that when yeah. you're off. We're not you we're not we're not
0: up. sports writers of the year. We can go into the details. <laughs> you have <laughs> you a can... reputation to uphold here. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs>
2: not us. Um I look the uh the staff is really, really friendly, really accommodating. <laughs> st- parking is ample. <laughs> There's great parking. Um you can oh, go my face. You can go. settle have that. Don't be gross. Uh, you can you can you can uh, you can go hang out at the Jerry's Nugget, which is right across the street. Play some uh, blackjack. Uh, get some drinks over there. The the cafe again. I'll make another Seinfeld reference. The Dream Cafe from Seinfeld when Babu had like way too much on his menu. Uh. That's that's Jerry's Nugget. Jerry's Nugget has a page of Mexican, a page of Italian, a page of Greek. Like they have every kind of food imaginable. I'm like, focus so on the Palomino page of medicine. It's right. It's right there. It's right next door. Yeah. And so uh, you go over there, have a great, di- great dinner and then walk over uh, to the Palomino, which by the way, if you're looking for like hidden secret, I don't even know if it's should say this out loud, but uh, they have, they built a, a private VIP room for uh, athletes and celebrities. And uh, you can also rent that out as a regular person. It's not cheap, yeah. but it has its own entrance, its own like DJ. Uh, it's unbelievable. And uh, they recruit better than Alabama.
0: I've said so. A lot, of black, uh, a lot of blue chip. Over yeah. Pal- yeah, so yeah, If you if you walked in with your plaque, Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, would you get would you get the back room, special area?
2: I'll say this: uh, I went. I took. There was. Uh, I won't give it away. There is a certain professional sports franchise that I have introduced to. It's not an NFL team. I've introduced them to uh, to the Palomino, and. Every time you know they're in town, they go over there, and they were some of the staffers last time they were in town were just blown away because it was only a couple of weeks ago, and we walked in the front door and a bunch of managers came up and like, "Hey, it's the Nevada Sports Writer of the Year. What's up? <laughs> Come on in and got us a booth. So, so yeah, that that will happen, um, but it's only because I like to bring a crew there. I like to uh, bring people in there and show them around. It's not because I. And, you know they're all the time or anything like
0: that. I hope it was a WNBA team. That would just make the story so much, Indeed. so much better. When, Indeed when, be awesome. when, when the digni- when, the, when the dignitaries are gone. So I'll tell you what really makes the Palomino so special. Uh, Worst strip club. You can, this you is can how you- probably look it up. Oh yeah, uh, it's 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 Get the only phone. place west of the Mississippi. Sure. That has that has this rule set. I'll tell you, I'll tell sure. you when Adam's gone. Sure. Um, um, real quick, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what
2: you're talking about. I'm gonna have to take your word for that. I don't even know what you what you mean by
0: that. Sure, you don't. Okay. <laughs> Wor- worst strip club ever. It's gone now, so so we can shit on it. The tally ho. Do you remember the tally ho?
2: Yeah. First of all, no. It's Larry's Villa was worse. Um, worse than the
0: tally ho. Worse than yeah, the glitter gulch.
2: Uh, yeah. Worse. Worse than anything. It's it's bad. There's. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to crush on a place. I'll tell you this. There's a. So you guys watch Bar Rescue? Yes. The the bar rescue did a, a a rescue of a gentleman's club in town that I would say is the worst. Okay. And, uh, Taffer went in there and just, I mean, lit them up and it was so bad that God, I wish I I don't want to give names here, but I will say, I, I was watching the episode at a house party hosted by a very prominent person that, you know, very well, RJ, um, It was a a house party at his house, and we were watching the bar rescue episode. It was so bad that we got in three Ubers from this house party and went there immediately because we we (laughs) we had to experience how bad it was. And we got in there, and it was worse than we even thought. And bless this lady's soul, uh, there was an older woman working in there and she was she was like managing the place and bartending the place yeah. and taffer was like you you do both those and she's like yeah i got to you know i got to tend the bar i got to manage i got to do this and then all of a sudden at one point she's dancing, she's dancing. <laughs> and she's probably in her 60s and he just goes no no That's no awesome. no 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 enough enough this is not going to happen but i'll say this when we went in there after watching the episode there she was tending bar and then going up on stage and wow.
1: So See, that's made it awesome, though. See, it's so bad, it's
2: good. Well, it was the, unstoppable, the, man. The,
0: the Tally Ho. Did you go to the Tally Ho back in the day, Adam? Remember the
2: uh, I've, I've heard many stories, but I, I can tell you that the other place, Larry's Villa, which has gone, had to be much, much worse.
0: The, the Tally Ho had character. It was terrible, but it had character that made it novel. So the Tally Ho, Soto, imagine this. You go to a strip club. It's the size of my house. Less than 1,000 square feet. Tiny, right? The, the, the dance floor, the stage, four foot diameter, that's it. You're basically dancing on a table. There wasn't a DJ. The girls had to put quarters in a jukebox to get their song to dance. No girl in there was under 180 bills. And the best part was, speaking of bills, they would not give you $1 bills. They would only give you Two dollar bills. If you gave them a hundred dollar, a hundred dollar bill, they would give you fifty two dollar bills. I still have a matchbook from that place. I, I, I'm going to put it in a shrine one day. Legendary spot. Sounds like a good spot. Unbelievable. We, we would go there before we went to the Good Titty Bar, right? It's As like a up. reverse palate cleanser type of thing. You know what I mean? Just to kind of get your mind right. Well, Adam Hill.
2: The other move, by the way, is do a before you go anywhere, give a drink at Casino Royale. That's always my tip to people. Oh, Casino okay. Royale! You drink, drink there for nothing, and then uh, get That's ready fun. to go other places where you're gonna have to pay a lot more.
0: Next time we have you on, Adam, we're gonna have you like let's say I'm a you know like I'm a I'm a fan for or I've never been to a Legion Stadium and I'm going there from like Friday to Monday. You're like, all right, what's the schedule? What sure. as a debaucherous. Like a, like like a mere Soto, right? Just like going to hell, totally debaucherous. What are we doing that weekend to get Vegas? That'll be know, that'll be the next time you come on.
2: I don't know if I'll be helpful because I'm a perfect angel and I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but
0: other people uh, you know,
2: sure. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll ask some people and find out uh, what the debaucherous people do in Vegas from Friday to Monday. Uh, but I will also say, um, last year, last offseason, my project that I worked on much of the offseason was rating the NFL road trips in terms of. You want to go to a road game? You're going to be there Friday night till Monday morning. What's the best place to go? What's the worst, best, and worst place to go? And like, what the what the itinerary is for the weekend? And uh, that was fun. Obviously, Vegas was one, uh, and I'll say that Cincinnati was last. Cincinnati is the, one of the worst places I've ever been. Wow, last like, okay.
0: We'll, we'll find Bill. out number two and second to last. Yeah, Jacksonville
2: second on. to last. I'll tell you that.
0: I'll give that away. A lot of homework. A lot of homework for Adam next sure. time he comes sure. on. The uh, Nevada State Sports Writer of the Year to Kitchen with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Also, make sure you follow him on the Twitter machine at Adam Hill, L V R J. Adam, always a pleasure. Maybe else. Are you going to be at the uh, Apex this weekend for the fights or are you going to be doing all the Pro Bowl stuff? Uh, Pro Bowl stuff. Okay. Which makes sense. The fights are on <laughs> at 1 a.m. this weekend. They're supposed to be in Korea. So it's gonna be
2: probably weekend. a Palomino, so we'll see. Well then maybe
0: that's where I'll <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Adam. Good times. Thanks, Adam man. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam Hill. Um Adam's so, the man. He's the man. So the Palomino, real quick. What makes it so special? It's the only titty bar west of the Mississippi where you can both drink and it's bottomless. Ooh. Almost every other strip club in America, it's either they have to wear bottoms, but you can have an alcohol, an alcoholic beverage, or they're completely nude, but you're not allowed to have booze. I don't know how. I don't know what deal they made with the governor or God or whoever. Let me know. You get to see it all and drink as much as you want. Booze and beaver. God's great. I like food. it. I'm not really a big bottomless guy. I can do I can do without it. I don't have to see it.
1: You're a tits guy, that's why you're all tits.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't need I don't need to see the nether region. Like it doesn't like looking at it. I, I you know, I I'm a fan, you know, I enjoy like it's a playground I want to play in, but like looking at it from a distance, it's not. I don't know. Does it does it blow your skirt up, Soto? Um, I mean, yeah. To a little extra figure, little something. You can see a little butthole, too. You know, whatever. No big deal. Yeah. All right. Teach his on. Uh, let's do some Raider news. First one. This tweet came out yesterday. Derek Carr. Four smiley face laughing emojis. Well, maybe this invitation got lost in the mail from past seasons. But I'm going back to the Pro Bowl. Number four. See you soon, Vegas. Because the Pro Bowl is in Las Vegas. So Soto, this is, um. I feel like this is a gift to you specifically. I feel like the Pro Bowl committee thought to themselves, this is a chance for Juan Soto to make a giant step for himself. I know you're fuming about this. I know earlier you're going to have a mental breakdown, but this is your chance to prove to the world that you are a rational, objective analyst of Derek Carr. And you can look at this and not have it be a blow up, not flip out. See it for what it is, and prove to the world that your mind hasn't been poisoned by Derek Carr.
1: It just sounds kind of crybabyish, like "Oh, I deserve this." Other times I didn't get it, and he's pumped up about.
0: Let's say I didn't give you an opening. So excuse excuse me.
1: You, did you allow me the chance after you kind of pinch it, hold me? Do you, do you allow me the chance to finish? Continue. He's pumped up about being the fifth alternate for the Pro Bowl. That's why I don't I don't give any credence to Pro Bowls, especially for quarterbacks, because none of them go. He was like the eighth choice to go, and okay, now he made it. So congratulations, you and Tyler Huntley, and uh, whoever else is going.
0: Congratulations. That's a great feat. I, I gave you a chance, and you- and you didn't take it. He, uh, he started out with four laughing emojis. Even he understands how ridiculous this is. Like, he was benched. He's like, like technically no, 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 that's on the team, not the problem. but not that's really not the on the problem. team. Even that's he's not the laughing problem. at it. No, 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 that's
1: not the problem. The problem is, maybe it's for the passies. Like, I've been snubbed so much, how dare they? Look at all these numbers I've put up. You didn't say that. Save it. That's what he said. Maybe about- it got
0: lost in the mail because he's like, why did I get it this season? No, no, and no. Maybe it, was like exactly. year, maybe it was like years late. Yeah, because I, was, I
1: I deserved it so many more times that I didn't get it. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. All right.
0: I try to give it out. Maybe one day you'll take it. Uh, in other Raiders news, and this is affects us drastically, uh, Albert Breer tweeted out, the 2023 franchise tag numbers for those who don't know the nfl franchise tag is based on the position right so if you're franchise tagged as a kicker you're gonna make less than as a quarterback or a defensive end or whatever right so here they are if you're watching on youtube if you're not um if you're on the podcast quarterback 32 mil wide receiver 19 mil defensive end almost 20 mil defensive tackle almost 19 mil Then it goes all the way down to kicker and punter, uh, 5.3 mil. But the number we care about the most as Raider Nation, running back. Because we still have the option to pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. Uh, Not the fifth-year option, but franchise tag him. It would only cost, I say only, it would cost $10 million to franchise tag Josh Jacobs. Nowhere near as gnarly as we thought it would be nowhere near as bad as we thought still a lot of money and again another offensive skill position where all the money is anyway but for the best running back in football for a guy who had the best running back season in Raiders history last season you can get him for 10 million that's excellent news for us I
1: was thinking it was pretty really
0: close to Not 12 bad. yeah
1: 12 and a half yeah but yeah that that's that's basically you you, you, you made a bet a two million dollar bet if you would have picked up that fifth year, it would have, it would have been one and a eight half million. It was eight, oh, yeah, it was eight a million and a half. And a half yeah. yeah, it's great. It's a great. It, it's uh,
0: he's almost guaranteed to be franchised. Z- Ziegler um, hasn't done a lot of really great moves, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. this bet on like this bet on Jacobs was a good one because you're only betting, you're only making a one and a half million dollar gamble. Because if you would have picked up his fifth year option. And you do that eight and a half mil. If you're if you're right and he's not great, then all right, you cut him or trade him, or you know, you move on. And if he has the best running back season in Raiders history, you're only out one and a half million bucks. That's it. So it was it was uh props to the Raiders and Ziegler. You were, you know, you're you you hedged your bet. It wasn't a giant. Wouldn't fall if you were wrong, right? Like they, they, were, they were technically wrong because they could have saved one and a half million, but the bet was so little. It's like, no, you take you take the safe bet, a running back that gets hurt every single year, great, awesome. I'm never knocking Jacobs, but let's call a spade a spade, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had a couple issues and you draft multiple running backs this season. The running back market has fallen off like we all know. The only reason it would be a bad bet is if Jacobs goes off and has a season like he's never had before, and that's exactly what happened. And all it did was cost you 1.5 mil. Great news.
1: Yeah, it's definitely um, something that gives us a little bit more flexibility in the cap now, because honestly, um,
0: we need it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, we need it. Who doesn't need more cap? Uh, Last bit of Raider news. Um... I, I was, I swung and missed. I could not have been more wrong. Sean Payton is going to the Broncos. I could not imagine Sean Payton wanting to handle that dumpster fire. He can be pick and dump, choose yeah. any team he wanted to coach for, minus like a handful. That's not true, but half the teams. But he could have, he could have went almost anywhere because he's, he's the best free agent head coach available. Um, He's a proven commodity. Why would you want to handle the Broncos' problems? Uh, all your draft picks were traded for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson seems broken. Ownership doesn't seem to know what they're doing. Brand new ownership. He he did it. He is going to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. We don't know the exact numbers of what uh, Denver has to give New Orleans to get him. Oh, we do know. The exact numbers? Yeah. What is it? They're giving them a,
1: a one uh a one in this year. So the one that they got for um Chubb uh, from um from Miami. So they, they they traded that and then I think a, a two next year, and then they're getting back a three next year and Sean Payton. Okay. The
0: la- the last one I saw was two high picks.
1: No, yeah, no, it's, it's a one, a, 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 tw- a 23-1, a 24-2. And then they're uh,
0: they're getting back a twenty four three, and they get Sean Payton for the Denver Broncos, who are just overloaded with picks right now. <laughs> right? giving away everything for Russell Wilson. So the good news is the Russell Wilson black hole of problems isn't going anywhere for the next two seasons. So it's unlikely Sean Payton can do anything like real special moving forward. But um, yeah, the Raiders now have to deal with Andy Reid and Sean Payton four times a year out of the AFC West for the foreseeable future.
1: I, it's like I told you before, man, ego, 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 and money. They're going to give up 20 million a year, 17 to 20 around there a year. Ego and money. Oh yeah. You know what? I could turn them around. I know I can do it. I know people didn't like, that's the same, that's the same reason why I think Carr is going to go for more than what people think. If he does get traded, it's going to be for more than what people think because People still value that and they're gonna to wanna to deal with the, I I can win with this guy. I really want that's why I said, I thought that the Panthers were gonna be a, a pretty good destination because Frank Reich wanted
0: him for two for two ones last year. So um and it only takes one team. It only takes one team, it takes one team. And it only takes one team to be. Your, your value scary. isn't the average of the offers. Your value is the biggest one. And it's like since you don't know,
1: since you don't know, it's almost like you're you know you have the, the best hand, so you want to make sure that everyone knows you have a good hand. So you bet extra, you put extra chips in there just to scare mm-hmm. everyone away, and that's what you know. That's what teams might do. They might do, they might just overwhelm uh, Dave Ziegler with an offer just to make sure that they get their guy, and um, that's why people get traded two, three, four times and wash out in two, three, four places, because people have that ego that think they can fix this guy. I can put this guy in a better position. I can fix this guy. Peyton, Sean Peyton was like, look, you're going to give me the ton of money.
0: And, um, you and know, desperation moves in too, right? Like if you're the Broncos, like you're Walmart, right? You're the Waltons. Like you bought a franchise. You went all in on Russell Wilson. That blew up in your face. You got to go all in somewhere. You're like, dude, we got to, we got to move some units. We got to sell jerseys. We got to sell tickets. We got to do, we got to do something drastic. And they have a top five defense. Like, it's not like, you know. You have a top five defense. Two or three really smart moves on offense can make you good. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson, I don't even want to put it out there. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, it's it's not optimal for us. Um, the only good part is, that means he's not going to the Chargers next season. Like, I thought Brandon Staley would, he'd. Get fired after this next season. Sean Payton with Justin Herbert in L.A. That's what I was most worried about. So there's any silver lining to this at all is that he's not getting matched up with Herbert, but he's still in the AFC West. Not optimal.
1: He's a good coach. He's very good. uh, He's a very very good good. coach. Um, How many coaches are better than him in the NFL? Do you think? Is he he top five? No, I don't think so. He's won one Super Bowl. Uh, um, he's got a lower winning percentage in the play- playoffs. So, like a Mike McCarthy, he's good. Don't get me wrong, he's a good, he's but way better than blowing. McCarthy. Look, look, look at his record, and he had Drew Brees. Like, it's like he's good, but it's like, yeah, he's good, but let's not put him up. Like, if you're good, he look, I, There's Bill Belichick. There's Andy Reid, and then there is a drop-off to Sean the McVay. next level. i uh, put McVay in that list. No, no, no. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Uh, well, look at him now. He, if he, when he doesn't have those superstar players, it's not looking that good. Half his roster was down with injury. Oh, poor fucking Sean McVay. Fucking make <laughs> it happen, bro. Look. Okay, man. Okay. Make it get 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 give away all your freaking wide receivers from last year and still fucking kill it because you got the right players. Look, man, I'm not gonna get this argument with you. You asked me, you asked me a question, I gave you an answer. I don't think he's as good as people think. He has done it before, where he's gone to a low franchise in the Saints and he's building back up. The problem is he's not getting the quarterback that he wants. He's getting a quarterback that's already there. Now, is yeah. the team built better? Than it, the Saints were when he got there. Yeah, they, they got more pieces and more tools, especially defensively, than what the Saints had. It's
0: the best uh, defense he's ever had. Uh, yeah. Saints uh, had a good defense, not not as good, good as Bra- not as good as Denver. They had a good deep. They had some really good. Not were they, were they ever top like four or three? They were good, not
1: Denver good. But look, when he when his last year with Jameis Winston, they weren't that good and they still had a defense and an offensive line, and they had weapons, and they weren't that good. He didn't have the sure, quarterback that he wanted. It yeah, well, <laughs> he everybody. he he, want, he didn't have the quarterback that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to a place where, yeah, I'll take fucking – I'll tell you something right now. Your boy Ruffell ain't going to have his own fucking – his private fucking office and shit. That shit's gone. All no? that shit is fucking gone. Your boy Ruffell, Ruffell Wilson, not going to have his – Ruffle, he's not—he's not gonna have his his.
0: He got own, a hole in his mouth. He's not
1: that's gonna right. have his own private freaking. uh You know, he's like he, he ain't gonna be going to freaking Sierra's concert mid fucking mm-hmm. season and shit. That that's all gone. You know, He's think gonna
0: so? be about football. Nope, nope. Sean Payton's not gonna fuck around with that shit. Oh, I, I I hope I hope those two just bash heads over shit like that. Russell Wilson's used to getting what he wants. Sean Payton's used to getting what he wants. That's what we gotta hope for, right? That the egos just start bashing their heads against each other. Sean Payton gets caught in another uh, bounty gate. Ooh. I don't think Hope I don't that. think
1: Russell Wilson
0: is that dumb. I think he got away with a
1: lot this year because he could, buddy Hackett let him. Like they said, well, what kind of office are you gonna run? Well, we're gonna run the kind of office that Ruffle wants to run. Like, you know, get the fuck out of here, man. And he had no backbone, he had no freaking clout, and R- Russell walked all over him. That's not gonna happen with Sean Payton. Sean Payton's not gonna disrespect him, but he's gonna go in there and let him know who's boss.
0: I don't know, dude. Russell Wilson's got a contract that says he's boss. Yeah, he I hope boss. they fight each other. Yeah, he his boss. contract says he is.
1: Raiders his what contract back? is not big, not much bigger than other quarterbacks' contracts out there.
0: It's it it it's like the
1: second most guaranteed money ever. What do you mean? It's exactly. The but the, again, it's like it's not like it's he's making uh, so much more than everyone else. It's the he's, second most guaranteed money ever. RJ, uh, for right now, like, look,
0: he's just okay. the like la- the latest quarterback. Tell Joe to get Burrow paid. and Justin Hurt. Yeah, well, he's just he's just the latest quarterback to get paid. That's all. That's it, all it is. Don't th- th- don't second guess how industry shattering that that contract was for Russell Wilson for a guy that age, that much guaranteed money. It was it was pretty it was pretty earth shattering. This isn't like Joe Burrow's first big contract, right? Where he's going to change the market forever. This is an old dude coming off of injury. With the second most guarantee, like it was, it was a big deal. Like it was, it was industry, industry shaking. Ready to Mm -hmm. start with Max? Yes, sir. Reality check: RJ would be worth two cartons of Newports in prison. I don't know, man. Two part, two cartons of Newports. That's two cartons. So, like two
1: whole cartons, twelve packs. Not packs. Not packs. A carton is twelve packs. Cartons.
0: That's what I, I was hope, saying. Man. So, like, when I saw this, I was like, "Okay, another, you know, another dig on RJ." And then I kept thinking about it. I was like, "That's a lot. That's, that's, that's a haul. That's a haul." Like, okay, like I mean, I mean, you know, passed around in prison, I get it. You know, cute guy, right? Tight little butt, right? They probably want to slam it. But two cartons to keep going. Two cartons of Newports for me. You can get somebody stabbed for three Lucy's, man. What the fuck? Should that be a compliment?
1: I feel like that's a compliment. I would take it as well. I think it's way I think yours. let's hope reality check really isn't Dave Ziegler because that's terrible negotiating. Right? Yeah. Well, well, I don't
0: know. I mean no, I that's like terrible. That's a, prison. that's a terrible negotiation. It depends which prison. You know how people are like, Oh, yeah, you're uh you know I don't care you're where a, you are in the world. You're a Kansas you City nine, 9 but you're an LA six. No, you're not worth two cards anywhere in this in this good earth. Well, according to reality check, I am. Uh,
1: until I see a booking sheet, until I see his rap sheet, and he I don't sounds really...
0: like a really smart guy. Reality yeah, so, check. All right, man. Well, he knows you his know, shit. okay. I don't think so, but silver and black beat down. We will be bottom of the AFC West next year with Sean Payton to the Donkeys. Um. Well, there's 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 a couple of wild cards here. Sean Payton, really good coach. Broncos, bad offense, defense good. And then you got Brandon Staley in the Chargers, great team, terrible coach. I don't, I, I don't think Peyton and the Broncos and Staley and the Chargers are guaranteed to be better than the Raiders.
1: Look, man, we had a lot of bad luck. Bad luck last year. We were, we were rated I think one of these these, these like nerds in their nerdery. Said we were probably we the
0: unluckiest Your calculators team. and fellow nerds who go to the nerdery. Where's that from? Who's that from? Let uh, us We were the unluckiest team last season.
1: So whenever things could break one way or the other, they broke against us more often than not, more often than any other team. Yeah. I don't see us. Are are we where we want to be? No, of course not. Are we moving in the right direction? We don't know. We'll see. But are we like some perennial playoff team right now? No, we do, we do need to get better. But I don't see us being, you know,
0: three, three, four wins type of team either. The AFC West, as of right this second, hasn't improved drastically like it did last season, right? Or as, as, uh, as it perceived to improve last season, right? Mm-hmm. AFC West completely flopped based on expectations. Nothing has happened in the AFC West to make it think like those two teams, Denver and LA Chargers have gotten drastically better. Brandon Staley has only proven what I have been saying for the last two seasons. Fucking hack. He's terrible. He's a top five roster and he can't get his act together. Right? So Chargers aren't getting any better as of right this second. Yes. The Broncos clearly improved their head coach drastically going for the Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Payton. But they still have Russell Wilson. They still have no draft picks have even less now. They traded for Sean Payton. So next season, I'm not that worried. It's two, three, four seasons away. When Brandon Staley's gone, most likely someone better comes in. Herbert's still there. Russell Wilson's gone in Denver. Sean Payton presumably still there. Next season isn't isn't my worry. Next season's actually the one I'm least worried about. It's two, three, four, five seasons from now I'm more worried about. Well yeah, that's the
1: thing, is that's why I said about New Orleans. Like he's he built up a, a, a team that was in a lot worse shape than what the Broncos are now when he took over the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took him, you know, a couple of years to do it, but he did it. And he kept them at that level, first or second place in the in the NFC South every single year. So he kept them up at that level for a long time. So it wasn't like he was a flash in the pan type of coach. Again, he had a future Hall of Fame quarterback uh, quarterbacking for him, a guy that he wanted, uh, and a guy that he got, I mean, I wouldn't say early in his career, but not as late as he's getting Russell Wilson. So, you know, the blueprint is there for him. Like, the the pedigree is there. He's done it before, but you still have to do it
0: again. Brandon Christopher, Uh, this is uh, in response to your video on Tom Brady retiring. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, check it out. This was great for Raiders' ability to trade Derek Carr. This value just went way up. So many teams are not in a position to draft quarterback and would take Carr's durability over Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. So great for Raiders. Again, referring to Tom Brady retiring. And it's, it's, a, it's a zero-sum game because you're right. When there's one less quarterback on the market, the value for the quarterbacks available go up percent But you're forgetting the other side of that coin. The Raiders are, are in the market for a quarterback. And way more important than what we get for Derek Carr is that we get a good quarterback. Way more important. It's a thousand times more important.
1: I don't agree with that.
0: It's a thousand times more important I don't agree that with we that. get a we get a quarterback and then we get something for Derek Carr.
1: I don't agree with that. It's that's 100% not, that, true. That's not the case.
0: Please, Please tell me what you mean. We can't possibly uh, talk about the same thing.
1: Yes, because again, you're trying to slap band-aids on shit, and I don't necessarily feel we have to do that. I think we can. Not true. Okay. I I don't I don't, I think that moving on from Derek Carr, you want to get someone who is better than him as far as skill wise.
0: Let's get someone better.
1: I don't think Garoppolo would be a lateral move because you wouldn't pay him as let me, much. Let me, let
0: me cut you off real quick. The next quarterback we get, it's not even relation to Derek Carr. It has nothing to do with Derek Carr. It has no like, well, how's he compared to Derek Carr? Nothing to do with that. Best possible. That's all I care about. Best possible quarterback is all I care about. And when you have multiple teams looking for quarterbacks and you're in competition with all these other teams looking for quarterbacks, having one less quarterback available just makes it harder to find yours.
1: Right. Um, I mean, unless the quarterback that you want to find is in the draft. No, it's all the same, right? Because now a team, now a team that maybe would have, if you get more for Derek Carr, then you have
0: more ammunition to get the quarterback that you want. True, but way more important than getting, like, it's a chicken in <laughs> the egg, right? Right? Is it like a chicken in the egg? Because I, I would much rather have a guarantee. I, I, I'd much rather have the – I'd rather lay my head at bed at night knowing that I was in a good position to get a quarterback if it meant, like, cutting car and getting nothing, right? Like, if we had to cut car and get nothing, but, oh, we're getting the guy in the draft we want, we're getting Aaron Rodgers or whoever, what, what, what the fuck ever, right? Mm-hmm. That's way more important, right? That's way more important than like, oh my God, we got a first and a third for Carr. That's awesome. But we have to start Jared Stidham because everyone got swooped up, right? Like that's, it's way more important that we get a quality quarterback that we like than we get the most value for Carr.
1: Right? I, I don't, I don't think so, man. Because the thing is, is like, would you rather, do you need to win right now or tr- and and trade not winning I'm, I'm not, I'm the not saying, I'm not
0: saying a right now quarterback. It could be a drafted
1: quarterback. Right. No, but what I'm saying is this look what we get for car has nothing to do with, with who we draft at quarterback if we draft someone at seven. That's nothing to do with what we get for car, right? That's two totally right. separate transactions. Yeah. So whether we get anything for car or not does not change if we draft a quarterback at seven at all. So that those are two different things. Well, the, if we get more they, for they, are,
0: car, they are semi-related, right? Because how, how because if there's one because if there's one less quarterback available, then potentially a team that would have used that would have went after Tom Brady now may bid against us to trade up in the draft or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, like that's what I mean. It's way more important that we get the guy we want under center than that. than getting a lot for car. I know you agree with me. I think I'm just saying it weird. No, I don't know if I agree with you. Because I I, have I think to agree it's more the most important, th- the most, imp- the most important thing of this offseason is that we get a quarterback that we want. Right. I think we, what we, I'm
1: thinking, what I think what I'm thinking is, is you're trying to get a quarterback to win right now. No, 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 no. I'm not. Okay. I'm then, not. then I, I think you're thinking that's not what I'm saying. I think I'm
0: misunderstanding then. what? okay. Right, how about this? Your I dream scenario. Your dream. No, I, scenario I agree with, Soto- with you now. I agree with you now. Yeah. So like, for instance, your dream scenario, Soto, what quarterback do we get? Dream scenario. My dream scenario is that we sign
1: a. Oof, oh, man, I don't believe my, I'm my say point. This. My point being, my my, my my dream scenario was this: we re-sign Jared Stidham, and Jared Stidham is a serviceable quarterback for us, and uh, and allows us to develop a quarterback underneath him that is ready to take over, if not after this season, in the middle
0: of next season. Okay, Let, let's, let's just say that, that quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Just just, just just throw a name out there. Okay. Irrela- irrelevant the person, right? Let's say it's that quarterback, right? With Tom Brady out of the picture, maybe a team that was focusing on getting Brady now is focusing on C.J. Stroud, and the Raiders are now in competition with that team to get Stroud. That's my point. That's my point is I feel like Tom Brady not being in the equation is a net loss for the Raiders, not a net win. Because it's a zero-sum game. With Brady gone, that's one less quarterback to be a starter for one more team. Yes, it does raise the value of Derek Carr and every other quarterback available. Correct. But much more important than getting as much value out of Carr is getting the quarterback we want. Right? Don't you agree?
1: I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Just say you
0: agree. You don't have to fight me on everything.
1: I don't I I, no, I, I, I don't
0: I don't say that.
1: I don't say that. I don't want to say that I agree with you.
0: What what I say the, I what, see what you're you saying with? No, I say that I see what you're saying. I I get your point. Say so you're right, RJ. You're 100% correct. Well, I see your Being point. No. I see your point. Yeah. I'm going to take that as you're right, RJ. Take it what's however I you want see- to take it. What's the, uh, what's the line from Pulp Fiction when he's like, say, hey, I got this motherfucker. I believe... What was that line? I think it was Marcellus. Oh, shit, what was that he line? Said, he said, I, I don't want to hear no motherfucking ifs. He's like, chill
1: out. I got this motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to say all that because go chill them him, blanks out, and wait for the wolf who should be
0: coming directly. You're saying the wolf? That's all you had to say. You happy motherfucker. All right. That's it for this episode of the Autumn Windbacks. Thank you for partying with us. Thank you, Adam Hill. We're going to start doing uh, more guests. Hopefully you like guests because they're coming, whether you like it or not. Um, (laughs) Next week, we haven't even talked about this, Soto. I'm going to be on a plane bound for Australia on Tuesday. So there's no situation where I can record midweek. Maybe a rare Soto Rory episode?
1: You gotta talk to Rory about that. Something
0: like that. We'll figure something out. We will absolutely have a show next week. We'll absolutely keep filling uh, the YouTube channel with uh, all the info, information, analysis that you request and desire and need. Um, we'll figure it out. It'll be a surprise. But until then, knock on wood if you're with me!